Okay, so Pazat Hashem, tonight we're going to be talking about Siman Peitet in Yod which is all about eating uh, meat after cheese, or uh, cheese after meat, and all the, the pratim about uh, what you have to do, and do you have to do anything. So, uh, before we begin, this Shior Shibazat uh, Hashem be a zechut for anyone who needs a refuah, and it should be a zechut for the chayalim. Uh, and uh, for the uh, all, all the captives and, and anybody uh, in Kali who needs Yeshua of any kind. Amen. So we start in the Gemara in Cholin Daf Kufhe Maralif. So the Gemara says uh, there's a whole series of, uh, uh, of of conversations here where. People were scrutinizing themselves, and, so, and it starts. It starts with Mar Ukva. So it's Amar Mar Ukva. Anala So in, in this respect, being the following manner, I'm like vinegar, the son of wine, compared to my father. I mean, like my father was very chashuv in this regard, and I'm not so much. So he says, "The ilu Abba ki hava achel bisra haitna." For my father, when he ate meat now. So lahava achal givina adlamachar kiashta. He wouldn't eat cheese until the same time tomorrow. Meaning he would wait like 24 hours from eating meat to eating dairy. Vi'iluana for myself. Bahasuta hudala achilna. So in this meal, I don't eat cheese. Meaning I had meat. The sudata achrita achilna. But with the next meal, I do eat cheese. Meaning, he won't eat it in the same meal, but he'll eat it in, at the next meal. You have to understand exactly uh, what that means. So, first of all, why is it a prohibition? We know in the, the Torah, it says in three different places, and you can't cook a kid in its mother's milk. So, the, that prohibition comes to say that you can't Cook, eat, or benefit from basar halav, but it's only basar halav derech bishul. So if somebody, let's say, uh, puts a, a piece of cheese on a piece of meat, so they're not allowed to eat it. They can't cook it like that, but they can benefit from it. And so let's say it was a very salty piece of meat, so that would be a basar halav derabanan. So then they could sell it. You know, to, to recoup their, their losses in certain cases. It's not our topic now, but you, you would be able to, to have a, a, some sort of benefit from that. So, earlier in the Gemara, on, on Tafkuf Dalit, it talks about how uh, we pass in that cooking meat, basar behema, which is cow, goat, and, 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 uh, and sheep, lamb, kid, and, and dairy products together. So that's but if it's a deer, or if it's a, a, a moose, or uh, you know, another another kosher animal, or chicken, so with dairy, that's only an Isra Rabbanan. And then eating them together, not B'Darach Bishul, even if it's a Basar so that's also Rabbanan. So he's saying that here, as a, as a Gzera, or as, as, a, as a Sayag, as a fence, right? so his father ate them 24 hours apart, and he ate them two, you know, one in one suda and one in another suda. And the reason, according to Rashi, 
So the the meat is fatty, and the fat, the taste of it, gets stuck in the mouth or in the stomach, and it, the uh, the 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 time, the taste is mosif. It, it it continues for a long time. It's not something you know you just taste, and two minutes later the taste is out of your mouth. It's something that you know it, it, it stays, it lingers. That's the good word. So it lingers. So, that's one shita. The shita of the Rambam in Ilchoban Chalot Asurot is that it's Basar B'Shebeni Shinaim. Alright. So, and, and why, so, what, what does that have to do? So, in the, the, uh, the Pasuk says, regarding the, uh, uh, regarding the the mice in the midbar with the uh, the slav, so this is a basha odenu bin shinehem terem yikarit ve'af Hashem haraba am ve'yach Hashem ba'am makaraba meod. So it says that the 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 meat was still between their teeth, and but, uh, meaning it, it hadn't even passed out of their mouths before uh, Hashem brought the uh, the makah and and and, uh, and and killed them. So. According to Rashi, that means that not literally that there was meat in between the teeth. It happened to be that the, the taste was lingering in their mouths. That according to Rambam, means that up until six hours or so, it says she does six hours. The uh, any piece of meat that's within your mouth is still considered meat, and then after six hours, it's pirshah uh, alma. It's 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 garbage. So you just have to you know pluck it out and uh, and be done with it. Now. What is the definition of suda lusuda? How, what's, uh, does that mean that uh, I could bench and then immediately partake of, uh, you know, if I eat meat, I could, I could say bikaramazon, or if I, you know, bainafashot, and then I could go ahead and, and have dairy, or does that mean I have to wait a certain amount of time? So, Manashul Hanaruch says that if it's six hours, then he gets it from the Rambam, because the Rambam says, in Malchorok Surah Perak Ted Siman Chavhet, Misha Achal Basar Betechilab, Ben Basar Behima, Ben Basar Of, Vayachal Acharav Halav Ashisha Benehen Kede Shior Suda Acheret. So you have to wait the Shior of another Suda. Vehu Kimo Shisha Od. It's about six hours. Nay, a Basar shall be in a Shinaim, Shino Sar Bikinuach. So even if you were to try and uh, you know clean your mouth out. So it's still there's still little bits left in there, and therefore you have to wait about six hours, according to the Rambam, in order for it to be one suda to another. Because in the times of the Gemara, they eat basically eat two meals a day. They eat one in the late afternoon or the the, the late morning, and they eat another one in the evening. It was about six hours. Can, can I ask a, a simple, just just a clarification? Sure. For the more most of for the recording, the 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 post that we had. It was meat after dairy. Yes. Meaning we want to eat dairy cheese. And then right, I want to eat cheese after. and then I want to eat meat after. We're going to get there. We have to get oh. to here first. We have to we get... want to eat meat after the cheese. Right. We have and to cheese. start with dairy after meat. Okay. And then we go to, to the other way. Okay, okay, okay. So the main, the main focus is shul. The main focus is going to be dairy, or it's going to be meat after dairy. But meat in order to get there, dairy. we gotta we have to set this up a little <laughs> okay. bit. Okay, and we'll okay, see okay, we'll okay. see why. Okay. All right. We'll see why. So, 
Tosafot, however, so first off, most Rishonim accept this Gemara as Halakha. What they establish Halakha as is, is a different story, but most Rishonim accept this Halakha. I say most because the Bahagran and Tam say that even though this is there's no machloke brought in this Gemara, the Bahagran and Rabbi Tam basically say that this is Marukva's uh, minhag, and it doesn't apply to everybody else, so you could eat meat, and then you can eat dairy, you don't need an Amazon, you don't need anything else, you just go ahead, you know, clean your mouth out, and then go ahead and, uh, and have dairy immediately afterward. Okay. So, that's not the accepted and established halakha, just want to bring that out though, because there is, you there know, is, an uh, opinion of the Rishonim regarding that. Now, Tosafot, not Rabbi Dutam, says, doesn't mean that it has to be one in the morning and one in the evening. It has to be that separate. Meaning, it could be even immediately. If you take away the, the, the table, they used to have individual tables and would take the table away and then clean it and bring it, you know, bring it back. In today's terminology, it means clearing the plates on the tablecloth. And then you, you uh, make Bikram Amazon or bring up a show if you didn't have it, according to the Shach. Mutar delo paligrobanan. Nobody argues on this, and therefore, according to Tosafot, as long as you cleared the table and said Bikr Amazon, so it's not in the same suda, you'd be able to just, you know, go ahead and uh, and have dairy immediately after after meat. So we then get to our, our third shita, which is the Shita Zohar Kadosh, or at least what we think it is, and we'll see why later on in the Shior. We think? We think. It's not so clear. At least in, in this regard, it's clear, and the other side, it's, it's not. In, the, in, in, in regards to eating dairy after meat, it's clear. In regards to eating meat after dairy, it's not so clear. So the, the Zohar Kadosh says, Anyone who eats, these things together, b'shat achada, in in one uh, in in one sitting, or b'sudat achada, meaning in, in the same in the same time frame, or the sudat achada is the same the same meal. Arbe in yomin ilchazia gadia mikulasa b'kipoi. So it says that for forty days there's going to be a the shape of a gidi on your forehead, basically. And as a meiser brother from Chaim Kanievsky, as somebody. Uh, Brought us yeshiva students to, for a bracha from Rukhayim. So everyone went through the room and he gave everybody a bracha except for one kid. So they thought it was like a little weird. So like they waited for everybody to go on and they brought the kid in again. And like Rukhayim didn't do anything with him. So they asked him, what you, why, uh, why, why not? Why don't you give him a bracha? And he says, because he eats basar b'chalaf. And like, what, what are you talking about? Like, how do you know that? He's like, he has a gadi on his forehead. Like, you see that? He's like, yeah, it's, it's clear as day. So they asked the kid, do you, uh, do you eat, uh, you know, is this true? And uh, the, the, the kid, the story goes, at a certain time, he really loved milk chocolate. And even after the meat meals in the, in the yeshiva, you know, he would sneak a chocolate bar. You know, and uh, after, after the suit was over, he would eat his, his chocolate bar within, you know, six hours of uh, the meat meal. And so, uh, you know, Chaim, uh, being who Chaim is, saw that, 
you know, on, on, on his forehead. But the Maisa, the, uh, the Zohar says it that it's within one hour. So not six hours like the Rambam. And, or, you know, suda suda like... Uh, is this one hour as well? What is it in the show again? So it says, So the same time or the same meal. So... That's the opinion of the, the Zohar Kadosh. Seems very clear, at least at, at, at this point. Now, when we get to the... So Maran says, So even if it's uh, a, a wild animal like a deer or an antelope, or a chicken, this, this is a kufay. This is a kuf, uh, kuf uh, no, peitet. Peitet. So, lo yachal givina, acharav, you can't eat cheese after it. You have to wait six hours. So, filu im if you waited, if you still have meat within your teeth, you have to take it out. Someone who chews, that's the common way of making baby food without blenders, is you put the food in your mouth, you chew it, spit it out, and give it to the baby to eat. So anyone who does that, they would also have to wait six hours, according to Moran. So Moran is paskening both like Rashi, in terms of the, the he didn't eat it, so even though he, he, uh, he didn't swallow it, so the, the time is not uh, Mosif. That's, that's, he still has, because he chewed it, he still has to wait. That's like the Rambam. And uh, theoretically, even if he swallowed it without chewing it, we'd still have to, the post scheme, the Torah and everybody else basically says that you would have to wait and, and be mahri for both the opinion of Rashi and the Rambam. And the, the Rambam adds a number of different customs here. The, uh, the, the Rambam here and then also in Sivbet are very long. So he says, So if you found meat between your teeth, so then you have to rinse your mouth out after you, uh, you picked out the meat. So that's the opinion of the Tosfot that we already brought, that if you, if you clear the table and you say, So as long as you... Which means that you ate an abrasive type of food, which Marana is going to bring down exactly what that is in Sifbet. As long as you do, and then rinse your mouth out, so then you would be allowed immediately to, to eat that. That's a Yeshomrim. So in Poland, where the Roman lived, the, the general Minhag was, So he used to wait one hour, similar to Zohar Kadosh. And then we would, you know, eat, uh, eat, eat dairy. You still have to make Bekar Amazon. According to Svaradim, it's ideal, but not, not specifically necessary because Maran doesn't bring it down. And the Hora Abir Ras says the Biorim in the back that technically for Svaradim, you wouldn't have to do Bekar Amazon if you waited six hours. Um, that would not be like the Arach HaShokhan. The Arach HaShokhan is a very interesting shita that if... It goes by the time you said Birkat So if you ate meat and you stopped eating meat at 10, you didn't say Birkat until 1 o'clock, you have to wait until 7 to, to eat dairy. Oh, wow. Most people do not paskin like this. Lalakha. happens to be my father-in-law, Allah Shalom, did, uh, he adopted this custom, and I know my brother-in-law, at least one of them still does this to this day. I'm not entirely sure where he picked it up. But the Maisa, there is a shita like that in the Aruch HaShulchan. Well, I obviously he picked it up in the Aruch HaShulchan, but none of his brothers do it. 
We don't know exactly why or how he decided to, to, to be stringent in that regard. Regardless, um, the Ramah continues, the Az have a kesuda it's like a separate meal, the muto the whole, the divra makilim, because then it would be allowed to, you would be allowed to eat the, the dairy according to the, the lenient opinions. Aval without, without without benching, lo mahani hamtana sha'ah, waiting an hour doesn't help. It doesn't matter whether that hour is before or after Bikram Azon, so again, not like the Aruch HaShulchan. I'm missing the point. What do Bikram Azon have to do with anything? So, the, 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 the Gemara said that you have to wait from Suda to Suda. Okay. So, you can't, according to the Zohar Kadosh and according to Tosafot, you have to make a break between one Suda to another Suda. So how do you make a break? Pick up a zone. If you ate uh, pot. Right? Okay, if you didn't, the shach said, if you didn't eat bread, so the shach would say that whatever other, if you ate uh, cookies or, you know, barakas, so then you would have to say, uh, okay. same idea. Okay. So, uh, if you found meat in your teeth after one hour, you have to pick it out. So some say that you shouldn't make Birkat Amazon in order to specifically eat the dairy afterward. Alright? We're, uh, we're, we're not so worried about this. Some people are very uh, particular to wait six hours. So the Ramah even says that ideally, even though the Minhag in Poland was to wait one hour, ideally you should wait six. And most post scheme Nowadays, say six. The Dutch have a custom of uh, an hour. Yeah. You know, the uh, the Chuva brings down uh, the the uh, the custom in Germany was three hours. Uh, interesting, Shita on the Prehadash is that he says the hours are Shaodzmaniot and not a uh, regular hour. Uh, regular hour, so meaning in the winter your six hours would actually be something closer to four hours, and in the summer. It's not entirely sure whether Prichadash says you have to wait show the money all six hours, or you could just go like regular six hours. Okay, right. So it's a question, of, but most post games say it's a regular 60 minute hour, of like it would be on an equinox, as opposed to a. Uh, you know, Where is that uh, Minag of three hours? It's mentioned in the Gemara. Darky Chuva brings it. So there is no Minag. None of the, the, the times are mentioned in the Gemara at all. No, the Gemara well, only mentions Suda la Suda. From one meal to the next. So what does that mean? So some post schemes say it means that you you literally, I start one meal, I finish it, and then as soon as that meal's done, my next meal, whatever that is, 10 minutes later or 10 hours later, I can have dairy. And others say, no, we go with the, the, the common custom in the times of Gemara. We see two meals a day, one in the late morning and one in the afternoon and evening. And they were about six hours apart. And therefore, that's what Suda means. So that's where six hours? That's where the six hours comes from. And as we see, Moran says six hours. The uh, the the shach, the, the taz, uh, the Ramah says you should do six hours, uh, and that, that has generally become the custom uh, for most of Claudius cells to wait six hours. The only question is about the five hours. Right. So the the five hours and a minute thing that comes from the the Rambam because the Rambam says kemosh sheishaot. It's like uh, six hours. Rapavadia says that's not really a thing. He does want to say, though, uh, so is that if you're in a uh, yeshiva 
and you know it's dinner time and it's very close to six hours or it's possible it might have been six hours you don't know exactly when you ate maybe it's five hours and 45 minutes maybe it's six hours you don't have to be so medactic about it um but the the, the body of shohan says that the, the, the whole thing about you know five hours a minute or five hours and a half or going into the six hour that's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. The body of shulchan says it's not a thing. Body of shulchan. Oh, there's five colon. It's your was uh, last week. It's first year type. What does it mean that it's not a thing? It, it, five hours a minute is not a real shita. It's a, it's a minhag ta'ut and anyone who has it should not be okay. keeping it before. So especially for saradim, maran says six hours and you know in the maran. Now, going to Sif Bet, so we, we saw from the Gibara and the Poskim, they don't bring anything, there's nothing cited regarding eating dairy after meat. Or sorry, eating, eating meat after dairy. It's only dairy after meat. So, and the Gibara even says that you're allowed to eat uh, meat after dairy. The Gibara and, and, and Hulin says that you could, you're allowed to eat meat after dairy, you just can't eat dairy after meat. And that's where we get in this whole six hours thing. So in Sifbet, Manan says, So if you ate cheese or some other dairy, So you're allowed to eat meat immediately. Yeah, that's hard cheese? Uh, we're going to get to hard cheese in a second. But for Svaradim, for sure, and for Ashkenazim, maybe. You have to look at your hands. You have to make sure that you don't have uh, the, the oils or the pieces of the cheese or anything stuck to your hands. Sticky fingers. Alright. Yeah. If it's nighttime, <laughs> so you're not able to see them clearly. You should just have to wash them. Ideally, by the way, the, the, by the modern day post game, say that you should just wash your hands regardless. It's really easy. The shach says, it, it, you know, it, it takes, it's not a so because of that, just get up. It takes you another twenty seconds. Go wash your hands, and you know, come back and eat your meat. So, uh, so you have to wash them. So you have to, um, you have to clean out your mouth, and then wash it. So what does that mean? So you have to eat something that's abrasive that will get whatever gunk is out of your teeth. So you could really eat whatever you want. It doesn't have to specifically be bread. It could be crackers. It could be pretzels. It could be, uh, you know, obviously not chicken because you're trying to get the thing out of your mouth and not another piece of cheese because you're trying to get that out of your mouth. Um, you can brush your teeth but, with a uh, ribeye. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you could brush your teeth with, uh, you know, with, with anything like the that. But no, basically any part of substance you want you could use to, to, yes. to you know, you could, to, to clean your mouth up. Chutz, except for mikimcha, so flour, because that's going to make a dough and it's going to get stuck in your mouth. Vitamri v'yirka, and also dates or vegetables, because yirka is meaning like leafy vegetables, um, or, or like celery, where it's going to be stringy and it's going to get stuck in your, you know, the whole point is to clean your mouth out. So if you're going to eat something that's going to get stuck in your mouth, so you're not helping, you know, you're creating more of a problem. So it's, it's going to get stuck in your palate. And it doesn't clean well. 
And then afterward, you should uh, rinse out your mouth with water or with wine. Really, you could use any liquid you want. Those are just uh, examples. And also, technically, technically, you could do you could rinse your mouth first. You don't actually have to do the. You could do you could eat the you know the piece of bread or crackers first, and then you could rinse. Or technically, you could do the opposite. Although there are opinions that at least for Saradim that since Maran says you should do kinuach first and then hadacha, you have to do the, the the embrace of food and then rinsing. That's the ideal. But if you didn't do it that way, then you have what to rely on for sure. But so what is what's the case here? But behema v'chaya. It has to be with. This is only regarding cow, or, you know, something with beef or lamb, veal or, or venison. basar of. But if you're going to eat some chicken cutlets, so achar gvina You don't have to wash. You don't have to do anything with your mouth. Why? Because venison looks like you know basar behema. Well, no, de- uh, v- uh, venison, deer. deer meat, looks like it looks a lot closer to to beef or to a wow. steak, to to lamb than it do- than does you know a chicken cutlet. So by that we lump those two together since they look very much the same. But by chicken, it's already you know so far down the the the, the line of being done a banana, so we don't have to worry about it. You finish eating your dairy, technically if it's a you could just immediately start eating. Your, uh, you know, the the chicken, and you don't have to worry about it, because there, there's no real iser involved. Here. Say chicken is appetizing. Well, there's no milk associated with chicken. Don't don't produce milk. Uh, that, that's one reason. Now, according to the Ramah, he adds, There's those who are strict regarding eating meat after dairy. And that shita comes from the Mordechai, b'shem his Rebbe the Maram, the Maram Mirattenberg, and that's brought in the the Chivot of the Maram Mirattenberg. The Mordechai quotes it, it's quoted in the Beit Yosef. Basically, there was a mice that happened with Maram that he was eating dairy and he uh, he was coming to eat you know meat afterward, and he found that there was some dairy stuck in his teeth, and he was safe from the mice of eating basar b'halav midrabanan, but. After that, he took on himself a stringency, specifically not to eat meat after dairy. Immediately afterward. Without washing, without like he washing his mouth or something? Or just... I think, no, meaning he did, you know, the quinoa found a but he still found a piece of, of dairy or something in his mouth, and therefore he was mocking on himself. And the Mordechai brings it down, so, and the Beit Yosef brings it as why, the, why there is such a custom. It all comes from the Mara Mirandberg. Again, this is the custom uh, according to the Ramah regarding hard cheese. And this is where the whole six-hour hard cheese things come from. We don't even eat chicken afterwards. Same thing regarding cheese after meat. Right? We, we give it the same din. Hard cheese, according to the, to, to the Ramah, is basically the same thing as uh, as eating as, as eating any type of dairy, even a cup of milk after eating meat. So now the million dollar question: What is a hard cheese? We'll get there. Vishpakilim. So there are those who are lenient. So and you'll notice that Roman doesn't say ish ostrim. He says Even the Roman says that mikaradin. You don't have to you know go that crazy with it. 
Miutov Lahachmir. He says, it's good to be Machmir, but technically, if you do Kinuach Tadacha, you clean out your mouth and you rinse your hands, so then there really should be nothing wrong. So, according to Monan and the Beit Yosef, the Zohar Kadosh that we read earlier, where again, the, the Zohar Kadosh says, so when you're eating these things together in the same meal or and at the same time, so according to Moran, the, the, the Zohar Kodosh seems to say you either way, either meat to dairy or dairy to meat, you can't have them at the same time. Now, Moran himself, Paskins like the Gemara, because as Ravadia says as a klal, when you have a machloket shas and kabbalah, so then the halacha goes like the shas, goes like uh, you know the the the, the gemara, and goes like the poskim. So, according to Moran, at least, there there's no issue from going from dairy to meat immediately afterward, even for a hard cheese. So, and others agree with Moran. The Chesed uh, Alafim agrees with Moran. The Marshal says you don't have to be Machmir. He says if someone had a similar situation to Maharam, so then he should be Machmir. But if he hasn't, and he's had no problems, then he has no right to be Machmir. That's the Marshal. So what what is hard cheese? Before we get into the Allah Ma'aseh here, regarding hard cheese. So the Shach, the Prihadash, and others say that it's something that's aged six months. If it's been aged for six months or more, so then it's considered a hard cheese. And according to the uh, those that say you have to wait six hours, you have to wait six hours for it. The Taz says that it's a wormy type of cheese. Wormy, wormy. yeah. He says, um, it's like a blue cheese, probably. No? Kind of. Well, no, according, to the, according to the according to the Mishpatot Zahav, he says, "Givina mitulat." That's his word. It's, his word is mitulat, it, meaning it has like worms in it. Now, if in, in Siman Peidalid, we learn regarding tolayim that if tolayim grew inside the food and stayed in the food. And never left the food, so then, uh, meaning the eggs hatched in the food, and the 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 uh, and and the, the 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 worms or whatever it was grew up in the food, and they never walked out of the food and then came back in. As long as that happens, the the uh, the the worms, the bug, whatever they are, they're allowed to be eaten. They're not aser. There was one cheese like that they do it in Greece. Could be. With worms in it? Yeah. Uh, look, you can put worms in it. Look, if you eat wild salmon, you're eating worms. Yeah. It's, well, it's, not, it's yeah. called anisakis. And uh, cod also. It's also found in, in most cod. Can you eat that though? Yeah, you can eat it. Now, a lot of people are, are machbir because there are shitot that say, well, maybe they ate the worms and then the from the ocean and then the worms burrowed the way out of the stomach into the flesh of the fish. But... It's not really mashma like that, because then like they'd be having holes in their stomachs all over the place. The, the it's in the flesh of the fish, not like the digestive tract or anything else. So just, if you have, if you get wild salmon, you can stick it on a light box, and you'll see you know strings in, inside the, the fish. Chickens eat worms, but you don't. Okay, there's nothing wrong with them eating worms. I just can't eat the worm. 
So what's the but you don't but the worm is is the worm isn't in the meat of the of the of the chicken. When you when you have salmon or cod, the worm is actually in the meat of the fish. You can take the piece of the fish and stick it on a light box or shine a flashlight through it, and you can see you know strings of, of anisakis in the in the fish. But that's that's not a halacha here. The halacha here is regarding wormy cheese. Right, so givinu a tulat. So that's what the 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 taz says. And Allah is to be stringent for both. Nowadays, no one's eating wormy cheese anyway. So really, the custom anyone only would have to worry about is regarding what's an aged cheese. The Ben Ishtai happens to have an interesting... Uh, says that there's an interesting Minhan in Baghdad. He says this in Shadabad Pasha Shalach that they used to wait an hour for every month the cheese was aged. So if it was aged for three months, so then they would wait three hours to have meat. Was aged for four months. They waited four hours up until six until up until age six months, and after that they would only wait six hours. So if it was aged for two years, they still only waited six hours. But for the first six months, every month it was aged, they would they would uh, wait, um, they would wait uh, six months, or, or wait one month per one one hour per month that it was aged. Now Allah Lamaisa here is that Ashkenazim have to wait after eating hard cheese. Examples of hard cheese would be real Parmesan, most cheddars, um, probably Manchego, uh, Asiago. Uh, you can go to the OU website or the OU app and they have a whole list of dozens of cheeses and how long they're typically aged for. Um, if you want to be machmir on that, so if you're Ashkenazi and listening to this, then I advise you go do that. If you're Sephardi, then I would tell you by the end of this year, you could ignore it. Um, <laughs> The Orlet Sion, however, says that an hour is enough. Why? First off, the Gemara doesn't bring this uh, alakha at all. It says you're allowed to eat meat right after dairy. Second, the Ramah says an hour is enough. Right? The Zohar Kadosh says an hour is enough. Yeah. Right? So according to the Orlet Sion, you, 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 even Ashkenazim could go from uh, uh, dairy to meat, and they only have to wait an hour. Now, others would say six hours. The Yad Yehuda has a, a uh, shita that if the cheese, the hard cheese is melted, so they put Parmesan on a pizza, so once it's melted, it's no longer considered hard cheese, even if it cools down. That is one shita, the Yad Yehuda. Others will say that Yad Yehuda only applies when it's still soft, but once the pizza cools down, then it's considered six-hour cheese again. Eliashev uh, says it doesn't matter, no matter if it's melted or not, it's still considered a hard cheese and requires six hours. The Badaya Shulchan is Mesupik. And Lamaisa, most posts, Kimen Ashkachot, OU, CRC, etc., uh, are going to rely on the leniency of the Yad Yehuda, in that if it's melted into a pizza, you don't have to wait six hours, uh, but if it's not melted, then you would. Now, for Sfaradim, the Chida and Ben Ishchai say you have to wait six hours. The Kafa Hayim says wait an hour like Zora Kadosh. Or the Yahumani says the Mihagin Yushalayim is not to wait at all, and then you can immediately go from dairy to meat. The Olet Sion of Yitzhak Yosef or David Yosef, the Chesed Alafim, say there's no need to wait, uh, and, uh, to, to wait at all. And the Olet Sion says maybe you should be Mahmir for the Zohar Kadosh and wait half an hour to an hour. The Grah seems to say that, that when the Zohar Kadosh says one hour, it's Lav Davka an hour. I mean, it could be like half an hour. It just means at the same time. But if there's a break, you know, you go take a walk around the block for 20 minutes, that, then, that might be enough. The Hora'abir Ura says the Minag is to be lenient. Ravadia says you could be lenient, especially since Maran and the Rabbaz 
both say in the in the Beit Yosef and then Rabbaz in his Teshuvot say that the halacha uh, is always like the Gemara uh, over the Zohar Kadosh, and therefore there's ample room for Sfaradim to be lenient. Now, that if that were it, I would say for sure Sfaradim. If you want to be machmir, okay, be machmir for an hour, but it's not it. And the reason it's not it is because the Marshal says that. The Zohar Kadosh that we're talking about is, only, is specifically discussing uh, dairy after meat. It's not discussing our case that we want to know about of eating meat after dairy. How do we know this? There's another Zohar Kadosh. The first one we mentioned was in Parashat Bishpatim. This one is in Parashat Bishpatim and the Rani Mehemna, where the Zohar Kadosh is Velo'od. Not only this. There's three types of, uh, of holiness. Just like it says in Pasuk, So you always have to wash in order to, 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 eat, uh, to eat bread. And you should be holy. That's before, uh, before we do Birka Ramazon. Kikadosh. Right, so what is uh, the, the whole pasuk is right? So kikadosh is shemen arev. Not exactly sure what entirely sure what shemen arev is, but in my sense, it's not necessarily no gear at this moment. Ani Hashem zoberacha. That's talking about um, that's talking about the bikkur mazon. Ve'emtsayim ben givina lebasar. So when it says you need Mayim Emsa'im, what is that for? Bin Givina the Basar. You have to wash when you're going from cheese to meat. So what do you mean? The first Zohar Kadosh is telling me that Shatachada, Basudachata, that means from meat to dairy or dairy to meat. So then this is a stira. Yeah. But if it's like what the Mahashal says, and that the, the, the Zohar that we brought in Pasha Bishpatim, where Hada is talking about going from meat to dairy, and the Zohar Kadosh has no problem going from dairy to meat, so then this is perfect. Right? The says, the, the, says right here, You wash my to go from eating dairy to eating meat. So really, there should be no problem. The Zohar Kadosh clearly says you could go ahead and do so. The Ma'as said, which. To take a quick break and explain who the Chandat Yamim is, the quick answer is we don't know. <laughs> the the, the, the Yamim is actually happens to be a very controversial safer. Uh, reason being is there's three opinions as to who it actually is. We know it was published by Yisrael Yaakov Al-Ghazi. He took it to be published. He found it, or wrote it himself, and took it to be published. The reason we could say maybe he wrote it himself is because a lot of opinions brought in the and 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 minagim uh, that are brought in the Hamdat Yamim that line up very closely what he what he says in the Shami Sibor Shami Chagiga his his sefer on Hanagot Tefillah and the Hamdat Yamim is basically a sefer of Hanagot Minagim and Kabbalah regarding Shabbat and Yamim Tovim so it could be Rav Ghazi himself wrote it and. There's what to say that, that that might actually be what happened. He attributed it to Rabbi Binyamin Alevi, who was one of the Migurayari, who was one of the students of the Rizal. And there are others, and this is why it's controversial, who attribute it to Natana Azati, 
who was the uh, okay. you know the Navi Sheker of Shabtai Tzvi. Okay. So Vadius says it's a great save for the Kafachayim. Says it's a great save for the the uh, uh, the Kafachayim um, Palaji. Says it's a great save for the Shulchan Gavola, which we're going to see him in a second. Uh, loves the safer. Many of our minagim come from the Hamdat Yamim. The Tubashvat Seder comes from the Hamdat Yamim. <clears throat> Almost every Lashem Yehud we have uh, in all of our tefillah comes from the Hamdat Yamim. There are a lot of customs that the Hasidim do that come from the Hamdat Yamim. Rimurach Liyahu and Riyakov Hillel are not big fans of the safer. Makes sense. The Banish Chai was not necessarily so inclined to use the Hamdat Yamim. According to Rimurach Liyahu, the Ben Yishchai wrote his Sefer Lashon Hamim, which is again Minagim and, and Han Hagot regarding uh, Tefillah and other things. Morchaliyahu says he wrote that to replace the Chemdat Yamin. To make it a, uh, I guess, a, a safer, safer, more safe, safer. I don't even want to say that. So, less controversial safer. That, that's, that's good. Lemaisa, though, it's been wi- fairly widely accepted in Klai Yisrael. Mavadi loves it. Mavadi yeah. loves the Chavad Yamim. So, the Chavad Yamim and Chalak Aleph and Shabbat and Parakhet regarding Sudat Alayla Vidinah. So he says in Omem Gimel, Vechin Yod Zahir Bamayim Saim bin Hadagim al Basar bin Gavidan al Basar. You have to be careful to make sure you do Maimim Saim to wash your hands from go- when you're going from fish to meat or from dairy to meat. So the Hamdan Amin takes it quite literally that the Zohar Kadosh says you can go from dairy to meat immediately as long as you wash your hands. And he says it very clearly, Mandalit. Um, that's only regarding dairy after meat. clearly you can go from uh, dairy and immediately eat meat. So he says he also saw this very clearly in the writings of Chaim Vital, right? And what Rabbi Chaim Vital says, "Mori lo haya ochal gavina b'yom shahaya ochal b'basar afilu zeh b'techilat ayom v'zeh b'sof ayom hakadoshino." So he says that if the Arizal ate meat. He didn't eat dairy afterwards. He doesn't say the opposite side. He just says if he had meat, he didn't eat dairy that day. Yeah. This, he's bringing this to say that those who say that the Yaris is talking about both ways, that's not the halakha. That's not what Maharuchu wrote. We only have what Maran Haim Vital said regarding the Arizal. Everything else is, uh, I don't want to say, you know, Shekhar Barik, but uh, it's not Maharchu. Maharchu was the trusted, uh, you know, the Tami Muvaka, the Rizal, and he was the one who was entrusted to write down his, uh, his opinions. Shemus Kamim Adivri Rai Mehimna, he agrees with the, the Rai Mehimna uh, that we mentioned, Vim Kain, Hutulal Hosif Alek, Isamach Ma'usha et Yadavalav. 
Meaning, the Rai Mehemna means it's, it's conversations that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai had with Moshe Rabbeinu, and even Moshe Rabbeinu saying that you could have meat immediately after dairy. Then, in Ot Mem the Chemjit Yamim gets a little, uh, a little very Kabbalistic, and he says, Regarding, even according to the, uh, the Sod, the, the deep uh, understanding of, of these things. So the, the, the wise one will understand, when we're talking about a, a liquid, right? let's say you have something that's not kosher, and it fell into a liquid that, of, of something kosher. Right? What's the halacha? The tata agavar. The bottom is what is Amit Gaber, is the one that overpowers and wins. If the bottom one is hot, right, who asur, then it's an asur. Why? Because the hot liquid is cooking, and it's going to cook the asur liquid into it, and the whole thing becomes asur, if, there's not, if it's not, you know, batev shishim. But if the bottom one is cold, and the, the drop that falls into the, the bottom one is hot, so mutar, it's allowed. Why? Because the the bottom one's much, you know, there's much more of it, and it cools down the the hot part, and therefore it uh, it it's allowed. Me'ata from this, kam dinan We learn from this that you should eat milk first. Shu bechinata chasidim. That comes from the the sign of uh, the 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 side of mercy. Why? Because chalav is lavan. Right? That comes from the, the, the stricter side. Why? Because it's red. Right? The Edom the, the is the sign of, of, of Givura and Dini Kashot. Tata Ad Gavar. The Givurot that are coming out of the meat are going to be sweetened by the Hasidim from the milk that's on the bottom. And this is a great Tikkun. Uh, and this is why eating dairy after meat is no good. Why? Because the same thing happens. Right? When I eat milk first, so I have the milk, it's sitting in the bottom of my stomach, and then the meat drops into it. So I have the chasadim on the bottom, and then I have a little givurot that comes into it, but the, the chasadim are mikaber. But if I have meat first, so I have the givurot that are sitting in there, and then I'm dropping in the chasadim, Right, and the 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 givurot are going to be mitgaber are going to to to, to nullify the chasadim shalom, and that could uh, lead to, to to some not nice things. Now the chida does happen to bring this down, and and says that there are many people who had the custom to wait. A certain amount of time, whatever it was, after eating dairy, to eating meat, just like the Zohar Kadosh said, and many of them changed their uh, their opinions and their minhag after seeing this Chemdat Yamim. Now the Chidat does not quote the Chemdat Yamim by name; he happens to just say he saw it in a sefer. The Olat Sion does the same thing; he quotes the Chidat and doesn't mention that it's the Chemdat Yamim. I happen to get it from the Chemdat Yamim next to Rabbi Mordechai Levar. Um, but, but I saw I saw it actually today in Hokli Israel in the Zohar Kadosh, exactly that. 
That's the day of the Zohar. Was it? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Ivan. Ivan. Did you mention something that is Christian? You mentioned that the Dagim, the Basar, there is also a need to be... Right, you, need, you have to wash. My you do. No, you do. You do. You do. To, 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 whether you're going from, from, from fish to meat or dairy to meat, you still have to wash. Wash your mouth too? I don't know. If, I'm not sure no, if you have to wash your mouth by by fish. Could be people are not mafmir by it. Okay. Might be a good thing to do. Yeah, just to yeah, just take a little challah and you know put it in your mouth. But uh, you know, but you certainly have to wash your hands. But by, from for, for sure, from 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 dairy to meat, where there's at least an isor de rabanan. Now, fish to meat happens to be it's not an isor. It's a it's it's a chumram yushum sakana. And we say Sakanta Khamir Misura, so we're we're very, very mahmir on that. But so regarding we don't eat on the same plate, but uh, Right, we don't eat on the same plate. Hands, I never heard no, washing your hands you have to you have to you have to wash your hands. That's you have to do my mem saim. But for dairy you have to do the whole kinoa khayadakha. Could be ideal that it would be to you know, to do that also regarding fish to meat. Um Especially again, it's very easy. Take a bit of challah, chew it up, you know, do both sides of your mouth, and you know, take a you know, drink a wine, and you're done. You don't have to go. It's not a, it's not, it's not a tear cut to, to go do it. When you eat fish first, then meat. Same thing, fish to meat. The same. No, meat to fish. Meat to fish. Same idea. Same idea. Okay. Same idea. Change the plates. You know, wash your hands. You do lechaim on every between every What's the problem? Now, the to finish. It's all chesed. No, to finish, I wanted to bring down a tshuva from the Ohel Yosef, which is Rabbi Yosef Mocho. He is the author of the Shulchan Gavoa. He is uh, uh, he, he, along with um, Rabbi Yaakov Ibn Surah, the Mishpat of Rabbi Yaakov, are the two most quoted Sfarim Maravavadya when he says that Kebalni Horot Maran. And the in the the, the Shulchan Gavoa says and same thing as as uh, the Mishpat of Rabbi Yaakov, I feel the connected elef poskim. Even if a hundred poskim or a thousand poskim come, and say you know not like Maran, we go like Maran. And Maran Shulchan Aruch basically for Sfaradim for the most part is the end all be all of, of poskim. You can't paskin negat Maran. Again, there are certain cases where there was a minhag that was already in existence, and Maran says in the Beit Yosef that he's not coming to uproot minagim. He's just coming to kind of clarify things for people that don't have them. That, that's a whole other subject. But the Maisa, the this sefer is a sefer of Sheilot and Shuvot and also Chidushim and the Shulchan Aruch and, and Klawim, written by the Shulchan Gavoa. And in Yeridea Asiman Mem Aleph, he was asked regarding somebody who made a nether. And he said, so the someone had a, basically wanted to know if he could do Hataran Darim. Because he took upon himself the stringency to wait after eating dairy to eat meat. Like Maran says, the Zohar Kadosh says. Again, the Marshal says not like that. But when you have a Machlok and Marshal and Maran, right? Kibana Horotav, right? Ana Bene Sfarad, Vagararinan, Abate, Eredemar. We go like Maran Shulhalaruch, right? No matter what. So therefore, he went like Maran says the Zohar Kadosh. He went to be Machmir. So he, he wanted to wait. Then, though, he saw the Sefer Hamdat Yamim. He saw what it said that we brought down. And he wanted to know, is he allowed to change his Minag? So, the Shulchan Gavoah goes through it in about 
regarding Hatar and Nadarim, or are you allowed to do Hatar and Nadarim? If you took on something <coughs> that you knew the Ikar Allah was allowed to do, it, but you took the on as a Khubra anyway, are you allowed to be Mabatal that, that Minhag? And the Rosh says yes, Bukhidash goes that way, but the Ramban and others say not like that. Mamana and Beit Yosef Paskins like the Rosh over there, and therefore you are allowed to, to do Hatar and Nadarim. Now he says at the end, though, of this Chuva, regarding our case, the Var is the Kule Al Mashari, the Echo Basar Achar Everyone says you could do it. Even the, the, the Maram says, I did it with shame, you know, Khumrah, because I had a Maisa. And the Mordechai and the Ramah say, Ish Mahmirim. They're those who are, who are stringent here, meaning it's not an Ikar al now, basically, he comes out and says that once we have someone like the Chandan Yamim, trying to find the exact line language. Um, ah, here we go. Right, in our case right now, there's a mitzvah maybe even to eat basar after cheese. So since the Hamdat Yamim, who was Baki in the Sadot of the Zora Kadosh in Kabbalah came and he said that even though Maran says the Zohar Kadosh says one thing, that really it says another, for, and he proves it from the Raya Mehemna. So therefore, since this person basically took on a Menhag that goes really against the Ikar Al-Acha from both Al-Acha and Kabbalah, so then he doesn't have to do Hatarat in the ring. Now, if he took on the Al-Acha, or he took on this Khumran himself, Knowing the ikar is that he doesn't have to be machmir, but he wanted to be machmir for the the you know the the, the, the opinion of the maharam and, and everything else. So, but if, but he knew that why well, he didn't have to, so then he he wouldn't need hatara. But if he took on this minhag by mistake and didn't know that the zohar kadosh didn't know exactly what the zohar kadosh said, and he didn't understand the kabbalah uh, completely, and therefore. You could. If you, if, if, let's say I, I, I wanted to do something. I thought the halakha was like this. And then I come to find out later that it's not like that. I don't have to keep doing that thing that, that I was doing in the first place. Obviously. Right? So here too, he thought that the Zohar Kadosh was being machmir over here. And that you had to wait an hour after eating dairy to eating meat. Then comes the Chendat Yamim and he sees it and he says, Wait, no, the Zohar Kadosh doesn't say like that. And he proves it from the Riyah Mehemna. So now he wants to know. I was going like Maran, do I have to, you know, still be Mahmir? So if he said, I knew the halakha, I knew what the Zohar Kadosh said, but Maran said otherwise, so I wanted to be Mahmir for Maran, so he would need Hatara. But if he said, well, I didn't know what the Hamid Yamim said, and I didn't see the Raya Mahimna, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what the Kabbalah said over here, I thought that, you know, the Ikar was like uh, Maran and the other Poskim said, that you have to wait an hour, so then he wouldn't even need Hatara and Dorim at all. So Allah Ma'isa, for Ashkenazim, for... Uh, eating, uh, 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 for going from dairy to meat, if it's hard cheese, you should, you know, the customarily wait six hours. Again, the OU has a list of six-hour cheeses. They can eat meat after soft, uh, soft cheese or any other dairy products. Um, 
Svaradim don't have to wait at all, provided they do kinuach v'adacha, meaning eating at a brace of food and rinsing their mouth and hands. And if they adopted this custom by mistake, and they thought that they actually had to wait, there is no need for hatan Rim, I'm telling you right now. So if you thought that you have to wait after eating Parmesan cheese to go and, you know, and have your steak, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to do hatan Rim. Go ahead, have your steak. Baruch Adonai